Hello, and welcome to Unit 1.1, Use of the Vernacular. So if you haven't done so already, you should look up the word vernacular. It basically means the language or dialect spoken by the ordinary people in a particular country or region. We'll learn more about vernacular in this unit. But plan your time. Unit 1.1 should take you about three hours to complete. So after completing the course orientation in the first part of week one, you should turn your attention to this unit. You should have a good four days to complete the three lessons in this unit. So before you get started, let me tell you a little bit about African-American vernacular. So the roots of the distinctive speech of many African-Americans remains controversial, stemming from a long and often bitter history. Debate about language origins and evolution is common, but the history of race relations in American society makes a case of African-American English, popularly known as Ebonics, somewhat special. The broad path of historical development seems obvious. Americans speaking a rich assortment of West African languages such as Mandika, Minde, and Gola, among others, learned English subsequent to their shackled immigration from Africa to North America. But the process of this shift and the possibility of lingering linguistic effects centuries later from the ancestral languages of West Africa remains a matter of controversy and intrigue. Describing the early development of African-American speech presents a historical, linguistic, and political challenge. Slave traders were hardly thinking of documenting their exploitation of human cargo for the historical record, and most references to speech in the early slave trade were connected to its role in moving and marketing human merchandise. For linguists, the reliance on limited historical records written for purposes other than linguistic documentation is always problematic. But the difficulties are compounded for vernacular speech that society has deemed unworthy of preservation. Writing was a specialized and illegal skill for early African Americans in the North America, making first-hand accounts rare and questionable in terms of accuracy with respect to vernacular speech. But there are also questions about authenticity for other recorders of black speech, and its representation runs the gamut, from racist caricatures that exaggerate stereotypical differences to inclusive portrayals that overlook any possible ethnic differences in speech. Observations about African-American speech have never been far removed from the politics of race in American society, so that it is hardly surprising that the status of African-American vernacular English has been and continues to be highly contentious and politically sensitive. So let's get started and learn a little bit more about the use of vernacular in African-American literature. We have three lessons, lessons 1.1.1, where we talk about the origins of African-American language, and you have a video there where Melvin Braggs uh, talks about the origins of African-American language. And then you'll move on to lesson 1.1.2, where we'll get to actually read some of Joel Chandler Harris's writings using the trickster figure, and he uses the African-American vernacular in his stories. So we'll watch and read a couple of his stories. And then in lesson 1.1.3, we will look and read about Paul Lawrence Dunbar's dialect and masking in his writing. So those are the three lessons in Unit 1.1, and again, you'll have four days to complete that. Good luck. Good luck.